0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
1: Hi there, it's Laura Wasser. And if anyone knows how much divorce sucks, it's me. I've been practicing family law for over 20 years, and I've worked on thousands of divorces. Creating peace in families is how I lost my voice. From the top of the food chain all the way down to my very first case, which was my own divorce when I was 25. I wrote the book on divorce, Or, I wrote a book on divorce. It's called It Doesn't Have to Be That Way How to Divorce Without Destroying Your Family or Bankrupting Yourself. That book became a bestseller because it presented another option for ending a marriage, one that doesn't necessarily include lawyers, and one that leaves more money in both parties' bank accounts and less animosity in their hearts. We created It's Over Easy, the one stop breakup divorce resource online with the same principles in mind. So, welcome to the Divorce Sucks podcast. Where we talk about breaking up, getting divorced, and moving on. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> we talked
2: the whole night. Through. Good morning. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Divorce Sucks listeners. This is the Sunny Side Up Report, and it is the Valentine's Day edition. I'm Laura Wasser, and this is my co-host.
3: I'm Johnny rains
1: uh, And we do the Sunny Side Up Report. And this week's Sunny Side Up Report, in anticipation of everybody's favorite Hallmark holiday, <laughs> has all to do with Valentine's Day and hopefully things that are somewhat romantic. Except for this first article from Elite Daily, um, written by Corey Lane. Seven people will reveal how they got dumped on Valentine's Day and you'll cringe. What a
3: terrible day to dump someone on.
1: I know. You know, I actually had years ago I had a client who received in the mail on Valentine's Day, not in the mail, as by messenger, A somebody came to her door. Right. It was a box of completely dead roses oh. with a divorce petitions inside. I guess What a, what a douche her husband was, huh? <laughs> Let's talk about some of the other ones, Johnny. Well, it says, if you've had a
3: bad VD... <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, really
3: bad. <laughs> as in Valentine's Day, you aren't alone. And reading these people revealing how they got dumped on Valentine's Day might make you feel a tiny bit better. Or maybe a little bad for them, like the person who got the dead roses. The dead roses.
1: I was once dumped on Valentine's Day in a text message sent from a borrowed cell phone by a guy who had made a huge deal multiple times about how his mom had always raised him to be a gentleman.
3: (laughs) First Valentine's Day, I had a boyfriend. He dumped me. Only he didn't even do the dumping, but made my friend tell me when I arrived to meet him with his gift at high school.
1: Yikes. I got dumped on Valentine's Day after dating my boyfriend for five years. I've been working on learning to cook for the past months, and so I could make him a stunning meal. Safe to say my enthusiasm for cooking has been burnt out. I prefer my old school noodles and pasta.
3: Wow. (laughs) Here, this one was, like, takes the cake. When I was at university, my boyfriend at the time phoned me up on Valentine's Day whilst on his break at work and dumped me. Hmm. I asked him if I had done something because it came from nowhere, but he told me his break was up and couldn't talk anymore, so he just hung up.
1: Nice. That's what we in my tribe call a mensch. Um, this one is from Forbes, uh, February 5th. Scratching the seven-year itch with exotic romance. The seven-year itch suggests that couples fall into a relationship slump uh. around year seven of marriage. Psychologists and life coaches say that seven years is the threshold for the psyche to deal with little irritations in a relationship before getting fed up. Not my psyche. It's like seven hours. <laughs> um, some couples begin to take each other for granted. Others don't prioritize couple time and still others begin to lead separate lives. But more prevalent than the seven-year itch is that in the United States, about 40 to 50 percent of couples divorce. And if they remarry, the divorce rate for the subsequent marriage is even higher. Hmm. Um, Again, what we are seeing in this article is that to assist with the declining divorce rate, Nihi Sumba, J. Christopher Birch's posh resort on the island of Sumba, a short plane hop from Bali, Indonesia, has launched Nihi Forever, which scratches the seven-year itch by offering newlyweds who honeymoon at the resort in either 2019 or 2020, a complimentary five-night stay every seven years of marriage for as long as they're married. Hmm. That's awesome.
3: Sounds great to me. Let's go. Yeah, n- guess the seven. <laughs> How do they it-
1: prove you're married? It's <laughs> not.
3: It's not just a Marilyn Monroe movie. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of romance and love and, you know, movie stars, we've got from BuzzFeed 12 celebrity couples who are celebrating their 10-year wedding anniversary this year. So congratulations to Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen, Claire Danes and Hugh Dancy. Dancy? How do you think you say that?
1: Dancy. Dancy. I think you butchered Bündchen, too, but okay. And <laughs> <laughs> He won the Super Bowl. He probably doesn't care. <laughs> Salma Hayek and
3: Francois-Henri Pinault. Andy Roddick and Brooklyn Decker Christina Hendricks and Jeffrey Arend Uh, the list goes on but congratulations to those celebrity couples and you can check out the full list at BuzzFeed
1: uh, the next is, want a happy and successful marriage? Couples should be doing these eight things often, says Science. This is by Marcelle Schwantes from Inc.com. Tips from the experts and scientists about how to have a happy and successful marriage. We're going to hear some of those today with our guests, but... One of them is try some love hacking. Hmm. In a social psychology professor, Eli Finkel's new book, The All or Nothing Marriage, How the Best Marriages Work, he offers a number of crisis-avoiding strategies for busy couples who don't have the luxury of time. Here are a few that stood out. One is practice gratitude. I like this one. Sorry to interrupt because I know you want to tell me one, but double date. (laughs) I feel like whenever my boyfriend and I go out with another couple, we leave going, God, I'm Love you, man. Those guys are a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) So double dating is a helpful one.
3: (laughs) I think what was interesting and struck me is the idea of of play in a relationship. And I don't mean just like role play. I mean, you know, actually dancing or theater or doing something that's kind of exciting and an activity that involves uh, getting the heart rate up.
1: I see. Which then leads to change your sexual habits. (laughs) I like get help. Counseling. We always talk about that on the show. Make sure that you are in some kind of a mental health professional setting so that you can kind of vent and not resent. Absolutely. should be a new one. Vent, don't resent. Yeah,
3: we'll put that on a meme. How about
1: number five? Put your phone away.
3: Yes, absolutely. What was that acronym we learned the other day? Oh,
1: uh, Fubbing. 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 P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. Those are people that are snubbed by somebody else using their cell phone. They're Fubbing. Yes. Got it. Yeah. we'll
3: put it away, folks.
1: And perhaps most important, yes. uh, laugh about the past. Mm. One study published in Motivation and Emotion found that couples that remembered laughing together, what researchers call laughter reminiscence, reported greater relationship satisfaction. And I am certain that our guests today will, will second that. Brilliant. And I have to say
3: this advice, I will be incorporating it all in my marriage.
1: Our last one is yes. truly my absolute <laughs> Save favorite. Save the best for last. This is from the New York Times this past weekend. It's from the Sunday Styles, which is my favorite section, the vows part. And it is a woman, her best friend, and a quick walk down the aisle. Hmm, her you, best friend. Are you ready? What do you mean? Well, here's what she says, Miss Martelli. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the woman. <laughs> Bernie and I have been looking for just the right wedding venue to stage our big Italian wedding, says Miss Smartelli, 55, who lives in Phoenix. Miss Smartelli marks February 14th on her calendar, not as a romantic holiday, but as a day defined by comfort, happiness, and a different sort of true love. Hmm. She found all of those things in Bernie who happens to be one of the main characters in a book she self-published last October called...
3: Dun-dun-dun! The $5 Dog Wedding?
1: He happens to be a dog. What? Miss Martelli says, I love Bernie to death. (laughs) Bernie's probably wishing (laughs) he was dead. And I know he's going to make quite a handsome groom, Miss Martelli said, but there's one problem where a wedding is concerned. Is it the fact that Bernie's a dog? That might... Yes. Yeah, it could be. No, that's not it though. Mm. They can't afford the wedding they yeah. have planned. No, and that's actually what's
3: really like the bottom line of the story is that she's she's just a very ill woman. <laughs>
1: Who has. Not mentally. She's actually ill.
3: Yeah, no, physically <laughs> ill. Yes. Mentally, she. I don't know. The jury's out. But she uh, just has always had a, the dream of having a big, beautiful wedding. And she thinks her dog loves her more than anybody else in the
1: world. Well, and she couldn't find somebody to marry. And so this dog. Oh, by the way, it gets a little deeper because two years ago, Miss Smartelli was enjoying life in San Diego aboard her two bedroom boat. Mm. And she had Bernie, a hazel eyed, sandy haired, nine year old mixed breed. Cocker Spaniel Poodle. Isn't that a cockapoodle? And her other dog, Spinner, a cream colored eight year old Maltese Shih Tzu mix who will serve as Bernie's best man. Ah. She rescued Bernie and Spinner a week apart in October of 2011 from the annual Riverside County Adoption Fair That's nice. hosted by the Humane Society. So, again, when you're out there looking at animals to adopt, yes. keep in mind then that you, you may have to actually, you know, get married. To well, them. yeah, fit them for a tuxedo <laughs> and stuff or something. <laughs> anyway, congratulations. Uh, she does
3: say, by the way, just to, in, in uh, support of her mental health, I know I will never be married, but I would still love to experience the kind of wedding, even if it's a fake wedding, that I've been dreaming about since I was a little girl.
1: And she is sick. She had to move to Phoenix because of her lungs. What? What's-
3: yeah, she's got a lung disease. and right. she. But she did also donate a kidney to one of her best friends.
1: And by the way, we'll see again. This, she <laughs> no, seems like a, a good person. Any wedding gifts she receives are going straight to both of the causes, which was Donate Life America. Um, and that's where she donates the portions, a portion of her book's proceeds. And that's where they donate organs, eyes, and tissue. Best wishes to you, Ms. Martelli. We're yes. rooting for you. And Bernie. And Bernie. And Bernie. Good luck. Divorce sucks. Remember that. Just stay together. It's
3: not just a podcast.
1: When was the last time you ate a breakfast that you felt good about? Not a bowl of sugary cereal you inhaled before running out the door. I'm talking about a breakfast that's nourishing your body. My breakfasts have been completely transformed ever since I started getting daily harvest. And more important than my breakfast, my kids' breakfast. This morning, we had a coconut pineapple smoothie for my nine-year-old, and it had kale in it, and he didn't even know. My older son had the strawberry peach smoothie, which I added a half a banana to. It's ready in five minutes max, and I have real organic fruits and vegetables before I've even finished my morning coffee. I get up at about six, make breakfast for the kids, go back upstairs, get ready myself, and then take them to school. Daily Harvest helps me get it done. They deliver carefully sourced, chef-crafted food built on fruits and vegetables. Everything stays totally fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. Choose from more than 50 nourishing options for any time of day. Ready-to-blend smoothies like we have for breakfast, savory harvest bowls, soups, and more. Each single-serving cup takes one step to prepare. Just add water or milk or coconut milk to a smoothie or heat up a harvest All of Daily Harvest ingredients are carefully sourced for maximum nourishment and flavor. You can actually see all of the ingredients when you open up the cup. Daily Harvest is the easiest, most delicious way to load up on fruits and vegetables first thing in the morning, before bed, or any time in between. Go to daily-harvest.com, enter the promo code DIVORCE, and get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code DIVORCE for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Daily-harvest.com, particularly if you're going through a divorce, a breakup, or starting your next chapter, this is an essential thing for you because it'll make sure that you're staying healthy in a really, really easy way during this period. Enjoy. Enjoy. Today's episode of Divorce Sucks is about romance and keeping the love alive against all odds. It's the Valentine's Day episode. I don't know that human beings were meant to mate for life or be monogamous. Do I believe in coupling? Do I believe in commitment? Do I believe in co parenting, raising children together, having a family, and growing old with someone? I sure do. I just don't necessarily believe you need to be married to do that. I do love going to weddings, though. I love a good wedding. My guests today are a very special couple who are happily married. They just celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary in 2018. Aside from somehow making long-term marriage work in Hollywood, my guests are the most well-known couple behind the scenes in the industry. She, among many other personal and professional achievements, oversaw global marketing for their company, Azov MSG Entertainment, and was instrumental in overseeing the restoration and launch of Los Angeles' fabulous forum. She's also a mother of four and a grandma. She's the mogul behind the mogul. Both Variety and Billboard magazine placed her in their prestigious Women in Music and Women of Impact reports, and Variety magazine described him as a fiery-tempered artist manager for some 50 years. Together, they've revolutionized live entertainment. He's the music mogul who has managed some of the biggest bands and musical acts of all time. With his wife by his side, he has been a movie producer, an agent, and a manager. He's run record labels, promoted concerts, and operated as a fierce advocate for his clients. He oversaw the merger of Live Nation and Ticketmaster, and after the merger, he was executive chairman of the board of Live Nation Entertainment and CEO of Frontline Management before leaving to reform his own management company in 2013. Thereafter, he was a partner with Madison Square Garden from 2013 to 2018. And his current entity, the Azoff Company, was what we talked about a few moments ago. He is not only thought of as a legend and an icon in the entertainment world, particularly in music. He is still very current and still a driving force in the industry today. By the way, I just want to mention that he was one of the producers on Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is probably one of my favorite movies. (laughs) Without much further ado, welcome to Divorce Sucks, Shelley and Irving Azoff. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. When I decided we were going to do a Valentine's Day episode, I thought to myself... Oh dear, in my industry, there's not that many happily married couples that I can go to. And then I thought about Uncle Irving and Shelley, And I had just been with Shelly over the holidays, and I thought about all of the happy and romantic and loving times that I've spent in their company, and I asked them if they'd be willing to come on the show. Tell us a little bit, guys, about how you met all those years ago. Shelley. My version or his version? Well, I want to hear both versions, but I'm going to start with you.
4: I worked for a manager in 1976 by the name of Jeff Walt, who was married to and managed Helen Reddy. Uh, I don't know how many people in your audience will know
2: who that is. but uh, <laughs> Remember I Am Woman? <laughs>
4: yes, I know who Helen Reddy is. And uh, Irving's offices, we were on <coughs> Sunset Boulevard, and Irving's offices were uh, two doors down, and he used to have to walk past our offices. It was really kind of music row at, at that time. Um, And a lot of the music people were there, and he would stroll in in tennis clothes around 10 Mm a.m., and he'd walk by, and sometimes he would uh, stop in. And one of the days that he stopped in to see Jeff, I was there, and uh, Helen was there, and Jeff and Helen said, what, Irving? Did
2: you see the new receptionist with the big tits?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I think you left short out.
2: The short little Jewish girl with the big tits.
1: This is like this is like when Harry met Sally when they do the old people except you're just not quite old enough. Go ahead. And uh, from there, I got <laughs>
4: it's a whole story, but I got fired three months later. And he came in uh, prior to that 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 morning and said, "Can I have your home phone number?" And
1: uh, did he know you were going to get fired? Of course. Oh, he knew because you know it was I had, all knowing. Okay. I, had,
2: I had her next job lined up. I see. Oh, okay.
1: Do you want to say why I got fired?
2: No.
4: <laughs> okay. Did
1: it have to do with the big tits?
4: Not no. so much. Okay. But uh, uh, so when when I was fired, uh, I started crying because I was very upset. And I went over to him and went, did, did you know that I was going to get fired? And he said, yes, he did. But he knew somebody who he thought needed uh You know an assistant and and so she traded up
2: better better job
4: okay i did indeed it turned out to be great and we had our first date that was on like a wednesday or a thursday and we had our first date on monday
1: what year is this
4: 1976 oh my goodness
1: i was in second grade thank you laura just saying just saying okay all right and you've always this is what one thing i find very interesting about you guys and always have you've always been very involved in the business And also, both of you, very hands-on parents to all four of your kids. Very hands-on. Well, if Allison says too much (laughs) (laughs) hands-on. Some of them have been heard to say that. Right now, I know you're working on two iconic Los Angeles restaurants. We can't talk about those yet? We can talk about the apple pan because that closed. Okay. And we now own it. Isn't that so cool, the apple pan? I mean, that's iconic.
2: We're going to get fat.
1: Yeah, that's okay. I'm going to get fatter.
2: (laughs) But, you, uh, you look terrific, honey. Oh, well, thank you, babe. That's good. That's good. That was good. Yeah. Um, so for our first date, yeah. we went to see the Rams. Rams Forty ers mm-hmm. at, the, at the, I still have the ticket stub. It's framed <clears throat> at the LA Coliseum. So when we went, you know, we were driving downtown. So I took the Mercedes rather than the Ferrari. Right. Old, old, old Mercedes. It wasn't old like two years old. She got really in the old. car and said, "Where's the Ferrari?"
1: <laughs> she had done her due diligence.
4: <laughs> no, I was—you know—I'm a little girl from North Hollywood who grew up in, a, you know, a very happy family and a very uh, middle-class family. And he used to drive in, and, and it was an old Ferrari too. He—he he liked old cars, but I was like really excited about it. Oh! And he showed—it was an old Mercedes. Okay, he liked the old. Class. Two years? No, not two years. And he didn't have the Ferrari. He had the Mercedes, and, and that was okay. But you overcame your disappointment. I did. You guys had I a good did. date. I, I did. And, and when I asked him after the football game, and uh, he said, let's go back to the house and have something to eat. We'll make some eggs or something. And we did. Where were you living at the time, Irving?
2: 2650 Benedict Canyon. Okay.
1: All right. So you went back to the house. Yeah. And we, we made some
4: eggs and whatever. And then I asked him uh, you know, to take me home. And he said, nah.
2: <laughs> Just stay over. And forty-one years later, she's still here. And that was yeah. the end of that. She never left. She never Re- left. Really,
1: really. After that, that was kind of yeah. It was forever. After and did that. you know? Did you know she was like the one? Yeah. Nice. Okay. So then, how long did you date before you got married? And did you live together? I mean, did you really never leave Benedict Canyon, or? We dated for what about a year? About a year. Yeah, because
4: we got married March of nineteen seventy-eight, and this was in nineteen seventy-six. Okay.
1: And neither of you had ever been married before.
4: Nope, nope. Okay, he, he was my mother's dream.
2: Not that I know of.
4: <laughs> he was my mother's dream. Okay, and how long till you had the first kid? We got married because of the first kid, but ah. we, we were already going to get married. We just hadn't set a date. Got it. Okay, and uh, baby
2: was born November eighth.
4: Got it. Seventy eight. Seventy eight. Yeah, and uh, we uh, we had two in a row. Is that how does that count? Is that seven
1: fourteen months? months apart? Okay. Yeah. Is that what they call the Irish twins
4: or something? Yes, they okay. do call it Irish twins. Not in our case, but okay. Two girls. Um, and again, he was already very successful mm-hmm. when um, when I met him and when we got married. And, and my life, you know, changed major. And, you know, it was, um, I was always, uh, you know, mature from my age. And I always was uh, responsible.
1: What were you just going to say? <laughs> I don't think you can ding him if he didn't actually say anything. He, he went, he to, he went to the microphone. It. She heard him think it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, was it the responsible no, but oh, I, I okay. always, I mean, I
2: fell
4: in love with him listening to him talk business, listening, you know, going out to dinner. we went, you know, when he, that's where he did most of his business right. in those days. And
1: you took her everywhere. I mean, it's always interesting to me. I see these guys. it's very presentable. Yes, very presentable. Still presentable. And still is. But it is one thing that some does, of your colleagues. she 62 to you? She's not 62. She's going to kill you. She's not 62? I'm, 62. If, I'm we're 62. Mar- if, we're, if we're married 41 years... None of the people that listen to the Divorce Sucks podcast do math. I'm 62. <laughs> all right. Well, she looks fantastic. In any event, it has always been said of the two of you and known of the two of you that, you know, a, many of the meetings, particularly dinner meetings, she's there. You see these young guys from CAA and WME. They're all out at Craig's and Tower Bar and San Vicente Bungalows on their own. And that's no judgment. But boy, Shelley was there. There. She brought her to the meetings. She learned. She was an integral part of the business. Correct? Just
4: say yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Really?
4: Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? You guys had to play that one? <laughs> what? He was looking a little foggy for a uh, minute. He was looking foggy. I always have had an opinion. He's always, you know, been somebody, I think in general, who is very pro-women and in business. With your daughters? With me, for yeah, sure. He's sent me he's, a ton of business over the years. And, and he's always he's always hired a lot of women, and he's always, you know, been a proponent of women doing well. And, um, I, you know, I think that... Our marriage, you know, and especially as the years went on, I was always very involved. He would ask my opinion a
1: lot. He wouldn't always listen, but he cared. And that, that meant a lot. Where, and I know there must be, because anybody that's been married for 41 years has them, where have the road bumps been? Where have the difficulties come? Tell us, as people have worked through them, What give us, share your wisdom. Uh, well, you won't tell it right. We've had a lot of bumps. We were
4: separated three times, you know? I only remember once. Maybe you didn't know the other thing. It was thurs. once, but it was three times.
2: Yeah, those are the drug days.
4: The, I definitely... Uh, and not me. Okay. <laughs> no, there was... That he, one day he'll under, understand and own it.
1: But definitely...
2: That's if, why I know you from your father. Uh-huh. That, that well, I wasn't going to yes. bring that up. But no, yes, you can't.
1: hundred percent. We have a we have a the, on the on our conflict list at our firm. It says Azov, and then there's a line through it. Like nobody could talk to any Azoffs. Just don't get involved. Yeah.
4: Well, I we, we asked all live you, in fear. No, no, no. But we asked you. Remember, uh, recently know. we said, okay, so which one of us would you pick? And you said neither.
1: Yep. You just have to stay married. Sorry. Okay. But We, so, we intend to stay married. Yes. So the, at this point, why bother, right? Exactly. 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 So, okay. So but so the drug day. So that can be obviously... I, I definitely... Um, I got sober twice.
4: It's been over 20 years now. But uh, once was drugs, you know, cocaine. It was the cocaine rock and roll days. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always the, the rock, the sanity, never liked the to be out of The designated driver.
2: Yeah. Some, no, somebody has to fly the airplane. Yeah. Listen, you, you, you don't want the pilot to be screwed up. That's right.
4: Yeah. And he he always – and he never liked to be out of out his – Out of control. Ever. And right. I, on the other hand, loved, loved it. to be out right. of control. And it always, in my opinion, has been a good balance because where he leans left and I lean right, we bring each other center. Right. Okay? And that's a good thing. But we definitely were separated. You know, I, I think I told you this. I heard a quote that Paul Newman, who was so private, said when asked about how they st- – what was the secret of staying married so long? He said – that they wanted to be together more than they wanted to be apart. Right. That's what I and tell I, people. Yeah. You weigh it.
1: And as long as yeah. the good is outweighing the bad, you stick it out.
2: Yeah. You know, I've seen so many friends and clients that giving up is the easy thing. Sticking it out is the harder thing. And I've seen very few of those where sticking it out didn't end up being a happier path than those that chose to give up.
1: And I say to people all the time, too, if it's not his shit, it's going to be somebody else's shit. And
2: by the way, you know, I tend to, you know, because I see a lot of this because I have a lot of clients. They normally kind of remarry the same woman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And my
2: advice to them when they come to me, say, I'm getting a divorce and, you know, I'm dating so and so. I said, well, you know, listen, don't get married again. Just find somebody you hate and buy them a house <laughs> because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and usually if it happens once, it's going to happen second and a third. You know, I, I, I recall there was one client getting married for the fifth time. Um, and one of his bandmates called me the morning of the wedding and said, I'm not going to make it back to town. Tell him I'll be at the next one. And, and it's unfortunately <laughs> that work, too, yeah. too true in the in the music business in Hollywood. Yes.
4: Well, so somewhere you left love out of that. We always loved each other. That was never, ever a question.
1: I know? think a lot of people that get divorced love well, each other. Well, they well, just well, can't well, figure well, out how well, to make it work.
2: I took that as a given, honey. Oh.
1: Uh, but the audience might not. Oh. We did.
4: We, we always loved each other.
1: So, when you guys go to the wedding, or I know there have even been some weddings that you've helped plan of clients, do you know if it's going to work or not? I mean, you and I have had conversations about this, and I always say I can't, I never know. But you've been right on most of the ones you've called that I know of.
2: You know, I, I think I've been right more than wrong, but I've been surprised both ways. Mm-hmm. Some that have lasted, and that I thought wouldn't, and some that you really thought, gonna this is it." Yeah, yeah. Like the guy that got married for the fifth time lasted good
1: this weather can be confusing for my body i'm all bundled up because it's freezing and it really is freezing even here in southern california but after running around all day going indoors and out with kids and stores and court appearances and podcasts i realized that under my sweater i've been sweating that's so gross but i've been able to keep it fresh and clean with coconut deodorant from Kopari. Copari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free, vegan, and does not contain silicones, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda. Whether you've got sensitive skin or you just don't want a bunch of questionable ingredients on your body, Copari's deodorant offers a cleaner option that works just as well. It's formulated with plant-based actives like sage oil and coconut oil, so you stay fresh all day. It is absolutely fantastic smelling, all of their scents, particularly the coconut one, but they've also got a gardenia and a beach. scent that are delicious and even my 13 year old boy likes using it the best thing for me is that kopari doesn't leave that sticky white stuff on all of my black clothes and i got a lot of black clothes kopari's coconut deodorant goes on smooth and doesn't leave behind that sticky white residue kopari offers a deodorant subscription so you'll never run out of deodorant again it's shipped to you as often as you choose automatically for free they also offer money-back guarantees so there's no reason not to give it a try today Here's what you do. Go to KopariBeauty.com slash divorce. To make the safe switch today, save $5 off your first order when you subscribe. That's Kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash divorce. KopariBeauty.com slash divorce. Check it out, you guys. You will not regret it.
0: Get a floor that's 100% waterproof for life without sacrificing the style you want. The Home Depot has Pergo Outlast Plus laminate starting at just 279 a square foot. With 22 designer colors, Pergo Outlast Plus can fit any style in any room beautifully. And you can rest easy because it's waterproof. Get Pergo Outlast Plus starting at just 279 a square foot at the number one Pergo waterproof laminate flooring retailer. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only see warranty for details.
3: Get to Old Navy Saturday for 50% off all sweatshirts, frost free puffer vests for 15 bucks for adults, 12 bucks for kids, and leggings just 8 bucks for women, 5 bucks for girls. Saturday at Old Navy. Valid 10 5 select vests only. 50% off excludes in store clearance, active and licensed.
4: Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute.
1: If you like my show, you're going to love That's Awesome on Podcast One. General Hospital Steve Burton and Bradford Anderson have been playing buddies on screen for years, only to discover that their real-life dynamic is perhaps even more fun. With guests from Daytime TV, the entertainment industry, and beyond, find out how much fun these two have together when they're in the same room. Download That's Awesome every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We chose to drop this episode on Valentine's Week because, believe it or not, at It's Over Easy and here on Divorce Sucks, we are, at our core, hopeless romantics. I'm your host, Laura Wasser, and never let it be said that I'm a divorce monger. Divorce is happening, though, and my goal is to make the legal part easier. Today we're joined by one of the most successful couples in America, Mrs. and Mr. Shelley and Irving Azoff. They've been married for over 40 years, and during most of those years, this dynamic power couple have created a positive disruption across the entertainment industry, irrevocably revolutionizing live entertainment in ways that have been and will continue to be felt for generations. Tell us see, a-
2: now, now see, you know we talked about this this partnership. Yeah. What she's not telling you is it's a it's a Jewish partnership, which means it, which means the husband gets his way twenty percent of the time, and the wife gets their way eighty percent of the right. time. Right, and am That's I usually the, right? Uh, well, you are always right, honey. Goodness. But <laughs> see that so. But for those married Jewish couples out there, you have to understand that 50-50 is really not twenty. Doesn't work. Yeah, it's twenty eighty.
1: Tell us a little bit about, and again, not only have you guys been through ups and downs in, in your marriage, which everybody or anybody that's been married as long as yeah, you have. Yeah, but I,
2: I kind of look at it. We had maybe 14 months of downs. And the rest has been ups. And and I don't think she was herself during those times. So for those people that, you know, it's nobody's fault, for those people that suffer from alcohol or drug abuse, um, you know, I would tell the significant other, that's not the person you're married to. Right, you right. Know, you you know, you gotta you got to wait and see how it turns out. But it out.
1: doesn't always turn out. No,
2: we were very lucky.
1: Very lucky. Very lucky. Sometimes they come back from like a rehabilitation program and they're a different person altogether. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, Believe I me, we've had, to, had some yeah, of those people too. I have people, a lot to too. say about that as well. So let's talk about a, a little bit about the business, because I know our listeners, although they may not be very good at math, they they are very interested in this. Tell us about you, because we haven't had anybody as prolific in terms of their career as you two have been. I mean, and I, I got yeah, stuff. He's been. And you? He's been I mean, you, OK, so from Rolling Stone in 1978, I have a quote that says, "Azoff was a 17-year-old in Danville, Illinois, headed for a career in medicine. That's true. I was pre-med. When he discovered big-time rock and roll after watching the Yardbirds play in Indiana Beach, Indiana, there was, he says, no looking back. By 16, he was jousting with local unions over other bands.
2: True. Well, I booked But look, when I went away to college at the University of Illinois in Champaign, you know, a lot of my friends waited tables to make their way through school, and I booked bands, right? You know,
1: We all knew that kid in high school or college, the kid that was like the... Yeah, and
2: and I, I, you know, I tried, you know, I was a shitty drummer. You know, couldn't sing, you know, so I kind of joked. I played telephone, but I fell into it. I love music, and, you know, in those days, the University of Illinois in Champaign was a very prolific music scene. You know, my first two clients were Dan Fogelberg uh, and a band called REO Speedwagon, and then we all kind of chased the American dream and escaped forever. And in those days, you either went to New York or to L.A., and L.A. was kind of the lesser of the two evils.
1: Right. How did you come to be a guy that is... I mean, you. Uh, your list, which you probably wouldn't tell me, but I have the Bangles, John Bon Jovi, Gwen Stefani, Christina Aguilera, John Mayer, Journey, Van Halen, the Doobie Brothers, Travis Scott, Steely Dan, Harry Styles. I know you work with Chelsea Handler. Um, of course, the um, Eagles aren't. Oh, the Eagles are there. Okay.
2: We're you know <clears throat> we were blessed. We've been doing it a long time, and I've been blessed over the years to have a lot of good you know a lot of good partners in the business and we have a lot of good young managers and um we're really good at it you know yeah, and, and he's,
1: the, he's de- downplaying <clears throat>
2: and the man in the management business has been the power base that allowed us to do all these other things that we do
1: and has the management business changed over the past 35
2: years um it, everything changes but it's still uh, ostensibly you know i kind of tell everybody that that works for us uh and everything else if you make if you look at every decision as what's in the long-term best interest of your client, it'll eventually be in the best interest of your of your business. You've got to think long-term, um,
1: and that is definitely your reputation. A lot of these people have been with yeah, you and we forever. and you know people
2: can say a lot of things about us, and you know if you're going to represent talent the same way you represent you know people in divorces. Um, You're not going to make friends all the time if you're properly representing your client, okay? And if you discharge your duties in in a way that takes care uh, of your client, you know, and I really, you know, unlike a lot of my contemporaries, you know, I like these people. These people are our friends, you know, just had some surgery. I got home and, you know, day before yesterday and who's sitting there, you know, Harry Styles and Chelsea Handler are both sitting there, you know, waiting for me when I get home, you know, and but it's, um, you, you know, I kind of look at it for both of us for what she's done and what I've done. Um, <clears throat> it's, we actually really haven't had jobs because we love what we do, right? You know, so you got to find something you love to do, and I think that's also what makes it, it really good for the marriage. If, if both parties are doing something that they really love professionally, and you don't let it get in the way of raising your kids. Because I'm, I'm a fierce proponent of if you're going to be married, you might, you, know, you, you do it for the right reason. One, you know, yes, you do it for love, but you also do it to have a family because that's what is the ultimate expansion of of that. Um, so you got, you know, but you know, the thing I think we're most proud of is that we juggled. Um, the business and the, kids. And, and, the, and, the, and the raising of the kids. We're proud of all our kids.
1: And you had kids over a long period of time.
4: I did, Cameron. Cameron but you, oh. I want to say to you something, because I think it's really important on the marriage issue. For me, it is. I married somebody who's unique for many reasons, and I am so blessed. He's somebody who's always cared about family. He's a grounded person in general. He doesn't care about the fame or the power. He never has He cares about family. He cares about the security that his job brings him financially. And he's always made me his partner. And that, to me, is a very, very important element for a marriage to work. He has his areas where he, you know, I'll go his way and I have my areas that he'll go my way. But at the end of the day, we are equals and partners. In and a we've, true partnership. And a true partnership. And we, we really uh, respect each other's opinion. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, sometimes we'll disagree and we'll knock heads. But at the end of the day, you know, we're partners. And I think that if any marriage is going to succeed, that you have to find somebody on both sides right. that, that will treat you as that equal and understand that the commitment and partnership is there
1: totally agree. And, and it is, it is. we joke about it, but it really is lovely to be able to watch the two of you, watch how you are with your kids. I mean, you're, the clients that I know do speak of you almost like a family. I, I don't know if it's a mom and a dad or an uncle right. and an aunt, but it's mishpucha. It's a dad and a sister. A dad and a sister. <laughs> but I mean, Christina... You know, what was the, you know
2: what was the worst thing when I used to go out, when we used to go out with the kids as the girls got older? And yes. Because you, you, you did mention right. the age difference from the kids. People would sit there and they would, and they would try and figure out so wait is like we all do you know, right they, they, who's, they, it, who's that who's the mother is that the
1: nanny or is, is, it, is, is that the oldest child from the previous marriage well, yeah so we, would, we would always
2: knows. joke around people would say well wait a minute Cameron's 5 <laughs> Je- Jeffrey's <laughs> 12 and the girls are 23 and twenty four you know I, mean, I would just say second family first wife right
1: yeah, I like it so true. but uh, it is
2: true yeah we had a second family I mean, we were very blessed because the girls were kind of away and gone and we said you know let's try again right well,
4: we kept saying that, but he kept saying it a lot more than me. Um, he would have had four more
2: if it was if it was up to him. If it was, he had to birth them. Yeah,
4: but I mean, the age is from 40 to 21. I know, it's crazy.
2: 19 years apart, the 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 oldest
4: oldest to the youngest.
1: youngest. How old were you when you had... 41 when I had uh, Cameron. Cameron. That's how old I was when I had Jack. Tell us a little bit about The Fabulous Forum, because as you know, I grew up here. The fact that it's back, the fact that you guys redid it, I mean, and and maybe a bit about Ticketmaster. You also have a love for live music, performances. How did that fold into Ticketmaster Live Nation Forum? Let's
2: go Forum first. Okay. I, and I'll start and you know, what happened with the forum is um we were involved with a group that was uh providing health care and they needed a a place to bring in a bunch of doctors to, to do that and the the people that own the forum, the church and the bishop, were kind enough to let us have it and we did this you know, help put that together and in the context of that and I was running uh Ticketmaster Live Nation at the time, they told me we were they were being foreclosed on and it was going to be torn down and made residential. So we went in and bought it and saved it. You know, at the time, my board at Live Nation didn't want to own arenas, uh, and it was about the time I was leaving. So my so my my new partner, Jim Dolan at MSG, stepped up and took a big big risk. Um, you know, we renovated it and, and away we went. Shelley uh, hired, you know. You know, all the aesthetics of it. It looks amazing. It was, yeah, it was you know, Waldo and, Fernandez. And, yes. did it, you know. I mean, and we she just, it's, it's, there's no place like it in the world. It's the most important music room anywhere in the world. It's historic, it's incredible, and, you know, and what she did there and how it runs and the, the experience everybody has. And, you know, you know, I took care of making the sound right and the sight lines right, but, you know, but everything, the ambience and just everything going on there, she can tell you about how it happened.
4: Well, I, you know, honestly, I, you know, Jim and Irving and I were all in agreement that, you know, our feeling was we wanted to make it about the musician and about the audience, not about the money, but, you know, really have something special. And um, <coughs> uh, so I was lucky in that I was given a parameter that was quite large in in the scope of what I could do I'm a believer and I don't like to do what anybody else has ever done so uh, who knew that at that age I was going to find my calling and you know and, and we just we made it the whole team the whole team there made it to the point where I've never been so proud I get phone calls about how nice the ushers are they are.
2: Yeah. You people know. of Englewood are incredible. Well, I was going to say, and Englewood. And you know, this would. went yeah. from this place was going to not exist. Right. I mean, how many jobs did it create? 1,200, I, I, 1, I more think? More than that, I believe. More than yeah. that. And they
1: love you. Like, when I go there and if I've got oh. one of my passes at off. oh, tell Mrs. Azov, tell Mr. Yeah. Azov, I, I said hi, Merry Christmas. I mean, just nice people who They're must be people. so thrilled that it's still there, that it's employing I mean, no, people I mean, in their neighborhood.
2: We just had Elton John over the weekend. Yes. Was Historic. I got
1: two agreements signed on Friday because they were just like I got to go to the Elton John concert. Where give you should it to have me. been there. It was amazing. It was a historic an show. Yeah, but it is
4: historic. And I, you know, when I uh, was married in nineteen seventy eight, I went to the Forum with Irving. I mean, he got our Lakers seats based on the Eagles playing at the Forum. You know, because we got floor seats.
2: <laughs> we were the first ones. We've had the floor seats ever since. Unbelievable.
4: Yeah, and uh, he kind of said, "Hey." You know Glenn Fryan and Irving Azoff would like to have some floor seats, and that could possibly work in your benefit for having the Eagles play. I love it, but he's always thinking ahead, and that's something else that you should know You know he says you know very humbly uh, about his beginnings, but he is he is all about his clients, he pushes the envelope and has since the day I met him and but he he thinks ahead to things. Nobody else would think about.
1: Was well, that how the Ticketmaster Live Nation thing started?
2: Well, <clears throat> it was a necessary. Um, it was a time in the business when there were lots of failing companies. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody kind of looks now, and you know, it, it was a, right after Sirius XM. There were two failing satellite companies. <laughs> you know, but the Live Nation Ticketmaster merger has basically upheld all the promise of the stuff that we thought. You know, and. Uh, Uh, My partner there, Michael Rapina, who stayed behind and and took it over and and ran. It's done an incredible job. But, you know, it's a company that cares about artists um, and has, you know, helped. You know, music has never been more important. Mm -hmm. And I give a lot of credit to that, to the fact that Live Nation has turned into a company that cares about artists and does the right thing.
1: Totally agree. All right. We're at the part of the show which has special significance today. These are the divorce sucks interrogatories where we ask our guests questions about music, movies, and the advice they'd share with a friend. In honor of Valentine's Day and having music royalty in our studio with us, we're announcing the first edition of the Divorce Sucks Spotify playlist that we'll be sharing on our social channels this week. These are the Divorce Sucks interrogatories. And I'm going to let Shelley go first, but these questions go for each of you, and you are allowed to confer. Shelley, what is your favorite breakup song? <laughs> I Will Survive by Gloria
4: Gaynor.
2: Irving? Best of my love, the Eagles.
4: Nice.
1: Shelley, what would you say to cheer up someone going through a breakup, a friend or, or a child? That, that it, as bad as it feels now, there's light at the end of the tunnel. In other words... This too shall pass. Yes. This Shelley sent me pass. a sign that says, this too shall pass. I keep it on my desk at my office. Irving, what would you say to cheer up somebody going through a breakup?
2: It's over. Now what? Um, I already used that line. Find somebody you hate and, and uh, buy them a house. That's You'll feel better. Good. There you go. See? All right. By the
4: way, I want to go back. I also say sometimes what you think is the worst thing that happens turns out to be the best. That's right. And I believe that.
1: All right. What romantic comedy could you watch on repeat? With Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. What's that? Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless Sleepless in Seattle, but there's You've
2: Got Mayo. Yeah, I like all those. Okay.
4: (laughs) It's the same movie. Um, Yeah, same
2: movie. (laughs) I would say a toss-up between Curb Your Enthusiasm and uh, Seinfeld. Those
4: are not romantic. Those aren't rom-coms. Yes, they are.
2: are. (laughs) What do you think they are? Of course they're romantic comedies.
1: No,
4: they're not, honey.
1: (laughs) There could be an Why episode. don't you say
4: Dallas? We used to sit
1: every Friday oh night. My the God, two of Dallas. us used to sit Friday nights. And then and what and was the spin was Dynasty, right? And I was living yes. in Australia at the time and they called it Dynasty. We're going <laughs> to watch Dynasty. We have big dynasty
2: parties. Yeah. Right, that was, that was, that was, was our your final, final, final answer. A movie that's a romantic comedy? Yeah, he's, he's not good at those. I don't, I don't, you know.
4: I don't
1: like them. A Star is Born, right?
2: No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: Shelly and Irving, thank you so much for being here today on Divorce Sucks. Thanks for having us, Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Although it's always a little depressing to think about divorce, particularly during Valentine's Week, having affordable, accessible options like It's Over Easy can make the whole thing a little easier to swallow. I'm Laura Wasser, and yes, though divorce sucks, it doesn't have to be that way. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the show, what you do and don't like, and what you want to hear more of. So if you can take a second today and give us a quick review, we would appreciate it so much. And maybe your question or comment will be featured here next Monday when we're back with more relationship stories right here on Divorce Sucks. Have a fabulous Valentine's Day, and thanks for listening.
0: Come to the Home Depot this month and you'll learn a thing or two, actually three, with three free do-it-yourself workshops. Learn how to install tile flooring, how to install a smoke alarm or carbon monoxide alarm, even how to give your countertop and cabinets a makeover. See, it's never too late to learn something new. Register today at homedepot.com workshops for a free do-it-yourself workshop near you. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing.
3: Get to old Navy Saturday for fifty per cent off all sweatshirts frost free puffer vests for fifteen bucks for adults twelve bucks for kids and leggings just eight bucks for women five bucks for girls Saturday at old Navy valid ten five select vests only fifty per cent off excludes in store clearance active and licensed